On this week's episode of the F-Stops Here podcast, we talk about Kodak filing Chapter 11, the UK government bringing the hammer down on Instagram land grabs, and some of our favorite gear and deals. Thanks for joining us, and happy shooting. to this week's episode of the F Stops Here. I'm Joe, and I'm joined with Jamie, Zach, and Josh, and we're going to be talking about some really interesting stuff this week. So, Zach, do you want to kick it off? Oh, do oh, I have to? Oh. <laughs> well, uh, I can. Whatever. You know, yeah, go I miss, ahead, Joe. I miss a week and everything's different. Okay, oh. so yeah, so let's talk about the thing that's on everybody's mind, or at least something that's been sent to me multiple times already, was the... Uh, UK government has basically passed something called the Instagram are, Act. Are, are we skipping what everybody's shooting this week? Oh. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so, somebody's on a train and it's already yeah, rolling. Yeah, he's just rip around and ready to Trust go. Trust me. I saw this. I saw this on Monday and I've been for Tuesday and I've been fired up about it ever since. So. Um, All right. Well, then we'll roll quickly through this. Yeah. Let's just roll quickly through this. Sorry. Jamie, quick. I lightning just, round. I, what have you been shooting? Go, go, go. Me? I've been shooting black and whites with the. Olympus XZ2 point-and-shoot that has the F1.8 aperture lens on it, and it shoots raw and all that good stuff. I've been doing my own home-cooked uh, presets for black-and-white shooting, so I've just kind of had this everywhere I go and shooting black-and-white with that. Uh, Annie Lee Bradley kind of inspired me to do that. Her and another member of Olympus from the United Kingdom <laughs> have been going back and forth sharing black-and-whites that they shot with the XZ2, so I decided I'd jump into the game. <laughs> I just need a window. I need a window to throw something out because you know he's freaking like shooting with a 1.8 sensor on a goddamn point and shoot, and I have I can't I can't and compare. And now we get to mark this Google podcast Blast. as cursing. Thanks, Joe. Oh, oh stop! Thanks, just bleep it. Bleep it. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh man! For those of you watching live, we apologize if there's small children around. Yeah, and we apologize for Joe's grumpiness tonight. <laughs> I'm not grumpy. Really. Oh, dress you like a garden troll and give you a plan. I am not oh. grumpy. Joe, what have you been shooting besides anger this week? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> um, I've, uh, I shot last week. I actually shot something uh, for a group called Another Mother Runner, which is a mother running group of oh. marathoners and um, 5Kers and stuff like this. And Zach, I'm sure this will segue into uh, what I think you've been shooting too. Uh, so they actually they actually had a book event that was uh, forwarded to me by a friend um, in D.C. that I actually interviewed for my blog over a year ago. And they were looking for somebody to shoot their event. And ironically enough, they've been on this book tour and they've had horrible experiences with professional photographers. Like people not showing up, canceling at the oh, last wow. minute, their cameras breaking. So they basically told me this once I showed up, saying, "Hey, no pressure, but we've yet to have a good experience with a professional photographer." So um, I am like, best. I am triple backing up everything because I'm just thinking like, "Oh Jesus, please don't screw this up to me." Um, but uh, but yeah, so I think it's definitely something where it was uh, it was fascinating to kind of see that um, almost subset of a culture. Of a running culture, of a, or of a photography culture, running culture. Oh, yeah, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so, it's. No, I lost super, my. 
It's super crazy. Yeah. Oh, even your lower four thirds or lower three fourths or one third <laughs> or whatever. Lower two fifths. Yeah, your lower two fifths is angry. So everybody think. listening oh. in, you have no idea what we're talking about, but it's Joe's our names. Angry. Yeah. Joe is grumpy. Hulk Josh, smash. Josh, what have you been shooting this I, week? Um, I shot with an iPhone four and, and Instagrammed it up. Luckily I'm not in the UK, so my stuff will not be stolen. Um <laughs> Actually, I, I, I did um, sound and uh, media and lighting for a wedding at my church uh, over the weekend. And, um, <laughs> and, without, and with, without mentioning any names or anything, it was really interesting to see another uh, set of photographers doing their thing and, 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 seeing, and seeing like what they missed and being able to kind of catch what they were missing and stuff. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to point anybody out or make you know, names or anything, but, uh, it was, it was definitely interesting to watch another company, uh, do their thing and, and, and realize that one of the things I learned from watching that was that you don't really want to chimp as much as it's going to make me think about, you know, when I'm chimping my shots after watching them, cause I watched them miss about 10 really good, uh, pictures, you know, cause they were busy chimping their shots. So I've been getting into the, uh, the whole, you know, set, create a, setting a basic setting for a scenario like when you're one moment and then just kind of hitting that and adjusting a little bit as you go because I, I was noticing them adjusting all the time and, and it, was, it was definitely eye-opening to, to see somebody else do their thing for a second but uh, that was my my weekend experience Does everybody... hey, can I jump in for one second real yeah, quick go for it uh, definitely do you share the shots that you're doing with uh, VSCO cam anywhere else because they're freaking awesome. I think other people should probably see those. I, I've been watching them all week. Like, man, that's awesome. These are sweet. I mean, they're like a great uh, – it's a great example of what you can do with that app. Your sky shots just blow me away. I'm one of those uh, guys. You, you, so. you'd, you'd be surprised. Almost every picture from the last year on my Instagram, um, most of it was shot with um, VSCO cam, and most of it was shot within less than 30-mile radius of where I live. Nice. And uh, it's been a giant experiment to see how many different angles I can hit, you know, with especially in a five-mile radius because I work a mile from home and all this stuff. And it's it's been a great experiment to to kind of like look at the same thing and say, hey, if I frame it different or if I wait for a cloud to get in here, rain's coming in, I'll go outside and I'll catch some of the great, you know, billowing cumulus and stuff like that. And, cool. Um, it's, it's been a great experiment. I don't, I don't think people realize just how – like besides, that's why I was actually tagging some pictures with Jacksonville because it was the first time I'd been taking pictures, you know, and put them on Instagram more than like 30 miles away. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, it's, it's definitely a great experiment. Um, I'm actually really addicted. I, I guess I'm the official Instagrammer of the, the group, but I've been, I've been really addicted to it. It's actually made me shoot and think more. Like uh, I've been so addicted to primes and then being able to shoot so wide with an iPhone has made me want to like start using you know, wide, wide, you know, wide zooms again, just yeah, because right. I realize I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of framing stuff. I'm getting details, but I'm also missing the bigger picture too, which sometimes can come in really handy. So there have been times right. I've been out and I've been like, Hey, I'm going to get my wide angle at my iPhone and then I'm going to, I'm going to nail it with my, you know, 50 or whatever I've got on me. So, cool. but, yeah. Yes. But yeah, yeah. I, I share them on Facebook and, uh, and Twitter as well. I think all of them go up there. So, cool. Yeah, Jamie, yeah, was, I need you to do more realize what it was. 
when when I first heard about VSO cam, Josh, I think I was like, what is this, very SoCo cam or something like that? Like, totally, <laughs> totally did not get what that hashtag was. <laughs> no, it's definitely a cool app. So, and their uh, their plugins for Lightroom are pretty incredible too. They are. Although I'm starting to get sold on the the DXO stuff too. DXO has a film pack, and Zacharias is pretty much all behind that, so it's making me want to look at that, too. Nice. Um, I had nothing to do with it, actually. Thanks. <laughs> so, Zach, what have you been shooting? I actually, um... Besides developing film. I didn't develop any film this week, nor did yes, I drop it off film. and expect it four weeks later. Um, I was actually down at the Nike Women's Half Marathon. Uh, my wife ran it this weekend. And, um, that was an interesting, I, uh, I, I took, um, what did I take? I took my 5D and my 70 to 200 and actually I, I used my 24 to 70 just as much as I did as the 70 to 200 just to kind of get some wider shots. But, um, I was, uh, I was concerned because well, I don't run a whole lot unless somebody's chasing me. And, um, we, uh, we did, we walked what seemed like a marathon uh, but it was it was really nice because I packed it into my um, Think Tank Retro 20 and uh, really had no issues hauling that stuff around for, we probably walked close to five miles. Um, got to deal with the crowds. It was actually kind of a little unnerving uh, because there were a couple of times where in order to get better shots, we would I would elevate myself to like up on a planter or something. And keep in mind, this is in D.C. Um, I would set my bag on the ground <clears throat> and... For a split second, I think I would think to myself, I really probably shouldn't put this bag on the ground just because of everything yeah. that happened there. But thankfully, um, we didn't see any plainclothes officers or undercover officers, which I thought was a good thing because that meant anybody else couldn't see them as well, which means they were doing their job. Um, and uh, and it kind of went off without a hitch. And my highlight was watching a half dozen people film the start and finish with iPads. I wanted to rip the iPads out of their hands and step on them. That's awesome. It was it was terrible. Uh, actually, that was I got, I got another um another good photo for my. I think I might uh, see if I can talk to like the um, the DC Art Gallery or something and see if I can get a um a thing set up where it's just photos of people taking photos with iPads and frustrating me to no end. <laughs> you should submit it to iPadography on that Tumblr no, blog. That's that's something that should never be don't ever say that word again. Why? Because it's awful. And Well, you, it's mocking the people that shoot iPads. Let me, take a, and let I mean, me take a picture with my iPad of the hangout right now. See how uh, dumb I look? Oh that's a that's an interesting case. Well okay, so to be devil's advocate here because and maybe that's just just because I do it so I want to defend myself. Um if I'm live tweeting an event uh, like a conference or a presentation or something, You're I will use your phone. I'm going to use my iPad, and I will occasionally take a picture with it, just because it's easier oh, to dear do. God. Yep, no. yep. <laughs> so yeah, so you can hate on me all you want, but I will still do that because it, there is just no easy way for me to take a picture with my phone and beam it over to my iPad. Big, and the other thing is, I don't really trust the iFi cards. Um, I have no using iCloud. What? No iCloud? Well, well the, I'm using an Android phone right now, uh, so I don't, I don't have that benefit. Um, I guess the only way that I could do it, and it's kind of a little time-intensive, is uh, Dropbox if both things have internet connections, which is not always guaranteed. What kind of problem are you having with the iPhone? SkyDrive is amazing. Um, it, it has a tendency not to connect with my iPad for some reason. 
Are uh, you in a place where your iPad normally connects to a different Wi-Fi network? Uh, no, actually, because that, that's the thing is sometimes sometimes I'll be able to connect it well at home, and then as soon as I get into a place like a conference or something where there's a bunch of other people. Well, like, no, I don't. I don't mean that. I mean, is it a place where it's a known connection for your iPad? Like, if I'm at home, it instantly wants to override right. the iPad and connect at home. No, I get you. I get you. No, that's not an issue because I'll just walk away or something. It's not. I don't think it's a, an issue with the iFi card. Well, it could be because the iFi card I got through a cloud perk and it's a refurb, so I don't know if it's you know hardware or software related. It's just to yeah. me, it's a lot easier to just take a picture with an iPad and then quickly tweet it out, even if that makes me look like an idiot, uh, as opposed to taking it with a phone and trying to type it out on a phone or. You know, transferring it over and all that other fun stuff. Yeah, because, that, that doesn't look absurd at all. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm sure it does. But the thing is, I've definitely sunk. I sunk a time lapse when I was in Prague, that was shot in JPEG, and I also had raw files on my iPad. And this is I think Zach alluded this a couple podcasts ago. I lost my entire entire time lapse due to a card read error on the iPad. Like the my iPad literally crashed and took out almost all the photos I took. Wow! And it ever since then I'm like, no, I am not putting anything on here that is mission critical because if it corrupts it again, I'm screwed. Like I, I mean, and that was like last day I could have taken that time lapse of Prague, so I was screwed. Like I, I, I literally could not replace it. So I'm very finicky when it comes to actually, you know, putting a memory card into the iPad. And rant number two of the night. Oh. <laughs> Do we have like a sad trombone uh, on here? Where did that go? No, no sounds. No sounds. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of what we've been shooting. Uh, Joe, since you're so fired up, uh, you go and... I've been gone for a week. Aren't you guys glad to see me? All right, you know what? Don't answer that question. Um, <laughs> Where's the crickets? Any... Uh, I don't know. Because the thing is, I tried to use. There's gonna be a new. There's gonna be a new grumpy Joe meme after this. Oh. Yes, yes. There we go. God, there we go. Oh my god. <laughs> Keeping it a quality uh, podcaster, people. <laughs> oh. Now right, let's move yeah, into well, news. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's let's so talk can, about. Can this. we finally talk about this freaking Instagram act? That, go for it. Land grab. So, so, so I guess how many how many America's independence jokes can we cram into a podcast is probably where I'd want to start with this. Um, but anyway, I, I just well, think since we're in, since we're uh, since we are international, listen to internationally, uh, none, none. Okay, fine. I was going to say the the, right. the British Journal of Photography happens to point out that this will affect more than just the UK. Right. So basically, for people at home listening or watching that don't know what's going on, the UK basically uh, passed what's called the Enterprise Regulator and Re- Regulatory Reform Act, which basically changes the UK's copyright law that permits the commercial exploitation of images when the identifying owner's image is missing, aka metadata. They call these orphan works by placing these works into a extended collective licensing scheme, which just basically means that it's on public free, free use. Not only that, but if people can't find it in a quote-unquote diligent search, they are allowed to sub-license it and then wholesale it. So basically, 
somebody can find a work online, whether that the metadata has actually been scraped or not, scrape it, say that they can't find you, and then sell it to somebody like Getty or some other image site as wholesale, and then we probably will end up with a whole other situation like Jamie just had to deal with. So it's just, uh, I think it's a terribly short-sighted law to be passing, um, and it's definitely detrimental to, I would say, every photographer in the United Kingdom, not only arguably worldwide, depending on how far-reaching they, they think this can get. Well, now, hold on. Because well, if, if you read it a little bit better here, uh, it's well, just... I, I, read, I read good. What? It just, it just enables the legislation, and people can either register their photos or take them off of the services. I mean, like, if, if we're going to... If somebody's got to jump in here and be devil's advocate, uh, stop using the service. Yeah. I mean, find another outlet that has better protection for, for your photos. Don't post them on Instagram. I It's... I, the the big there was a big thing here a couple of weeks ago about how photographers are starting to get angry about um, their works being posted on like these mommy blogger sites where they take somebody's photo and they put a bunch of like uh, supportive messages or whatever you want to call them on mm-hmm. top of it and and you see those photos pop up first on Instagram and people are getting mad because they're they're taking the photo directly on their phone adding the the witty words and, and going from there. Just don't use the service. Find yeah. something different. Make your own thing. That's don't put anything beauty. important on there. I don't yeah. sh- I don't shoot anything from my camera via y- uh, i fi to my phone then to Instagram that I give a shit uh, that crap about. Sorry. <laughs> I mean it's it's that big of a deal. Sorry, I, mean, I, I already went down that path. We're, yeah you kinda of wrecked the show for us. I, yeah. I, th- I think I, I, I leave for a week and I just come back bashing I mean, everything down. If, I mean if anything, I think this is this could conceivably be a good thing because it's going to force people to legitimately think about their work and if they consider it something that's important, register it. Well, I mean, two two things for me. One, yeah. um, anything I anything I put on Instagram, uh, for instance, which is like my main like you know random sharing service. It's nothing's watermarked and stuff. Anything I put on there is coming from my phone. I already know it's low res and stuff, and I'm aware that somebody may take it. And you know, if I really feel like going for them, I may go for them. But I'm I'm aware of what's going on with it, so I'm I'm doing it knowing. So if somebody takes an Instagram image, I'm not going to be mad because I know what I'm doing. Um, and the other thing too is I noticed that there seemed to be more outcry, especially on my Twitter feed, from American photographers than I saw from any of like the British journalists that I follow. Um, anybody else like British Journal of Photography definitely put up a good article. They definitely covered it really well. Um, a couple other places, I think the Telegraph. I think we've got a link on our uh, itinerary from the Register, which is also a British publication, but I didn't really see a lot of people freaking out about it. I think it's less of a deal there, considering that they've already got things where there'll be a sign-up in front of the underground that I says no pictures allowed, and yeah, they, they've already had their they've already had their rights bashed in a little bit over there. So compromised, it's, it's compromised, yeah, bashed in. Yeah. <laughs> a one-sided negotiation, I think, with their rights. So. <laughs> I, well, the article I, I mean, read was hoovered, but uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I, again, I, I think, it, it, I think... and again, this protects the photographer. If you're dumb enough to put your stuff out there and not willing to a protect it or b fight for it 
when it's been violated. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, but to the second point about fighting for it, it also depends on how big your library is. So, I mean, if if you're a fairly established photographer that has thousands and thousands and thousands of images online on whatever service, um, you know, it can be difficult sometimes and very time-consuming for you to go play, you know, good cop, bad cop with all these people. You know, the the other thing, too, I've noticed is that um, a lot of photographers that I really admire that are really good at their craft are the ones that least watermark and put up the biggest images on their blog that you can right-click all you want and save anywhere. And I don't know. I, I, I get the sense that they seem to be more confident in who they are and what their image is and, you know, all that and, you know, being able to follow up on it later if anything should happen then. I mean, look at Trey Ratcliffe, you know. He does this. Yeah, exactly. And he knows he's got enough of a following online that if somebody sees one of his images used in an ad somewhere, they're going to let him know. I mean, he doesn't have to worry, and he's got the clout to to pull off the – the legal battle, you know, if you will. I mean, he, I'm sure everything has is registered, anyways. But yeah, <laughs> regardless, I mean, yeah. So that that's a different story. Well, yeah. and and what's the difference between what Trey produces and what uh, Tina, the 16 year old high school girl, produces? Trey's taking really good photos. Tina's taking pictures of her dinner. So you know, there's there's, there's there's going to be. <laughs> Irregardless, uh, there's going to be a bigger fight, and like Jamie said, more people are going to be, more people are going to go, oh, that's a Trey Radcliffe shot. We should probably tell him, and then, yeah, you know, kind of goes to to where it needs to go. Yeah, I, I, I get that this is, I've never been a a big uh, chicken little guy when stuff like this happens. Uh, I can get where this is. I, I can kind of see where this is. A bad thing, I get it, right? But I can also see where people could totally take advantage of this and make it work for them. And I think yeah, right, I, right I, off the bat, I, people are so quick to jump on this and say, "Oh, this is terrible." Well, I just think it it, it allows le- there's a lot of legal loopholes. It looks like that basically almost allow this to be abused and not in the good way. It's Instagram. No, it's not just Instagram. It's any orphaned. It's Zach. It's any orphaned work. Then don't so, orphan your work. Well, it's not. Have we not oh. learned anything from Little Orphan Annie? Okay. Well, have we not so learned anything from. If I have somebody from the UK, song. no, hold on a second. Seriously. So if I have somebody from the UK read my blog, right-click on a photo, save it to their desktop, send it to their friend, and somewhere along the line that metadata gets, you know, torn out. They post it to Tumblr. The moment all you of upload a sudden, to Facebook, in... your metadata is out the window. Right. So all of a sudden, now my metadata is gone. It's on somebody else's Tumblr, not credited to me. Did you register me. the photo? In America. Regardless, did you register the photo? No. I did register the photo. Okay. No, then, none of my photos then, are registered. Then your argument's out the window. The minute you fail to protect your own work, it doesn't matter if you can... Copyright law is such that if you register your photo, somebody takes it and chops off your watermark, which... Well, that's different. That's different. I'm not done. Okay. Somebody takes it and chops off your... Somebody takes it and chops off your watermark (laughs) and tries to sell it or something else. You've got... You've got... 
that's your photo. There's it's it's still legally your photo. If somebody takes your photo that's been watermarked and registered under the United States copyright, saves it to their desktop, trucks their little behind over to the UK, or flies over, swims over, takes a jet ski over, uses the internet. Okay, yeah. You Keep uploads going. a photo in some cafe somewhere, and it it makes it way its way out into Tina, the sixteen year old high school girl's Tumblr page. It's still your photo if you've registered it, and. Well, it's still my folder regardless if I've registered it. Right. But I have a better legal recourse if it's registered. Exactly. And I have an even better legal recourse if it's watermarked, which is the first time I'll actually admit this publicly on the internet. Um, Wait, so, can we, can we write, somebody write that down? One of uh, our viewers, just, please just screenshot save that. that. Viewer um, questions? Right, hold on. Let me call um, the United States Library of Congress and see if I can get them to preserve uh, this particular Put an ISBN number on that second. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Yes. So, yes, there are ways to help. It's just that, you know, and, and then as Jamie can probably attest, just because you have this doesn't necessarily stop you from having to deal with a possible legal battle. But at and least that's you have the ability to deal with that. Yeah, but it's still the cost incurred. And in you know, all so honesty, 90% of the infringements that are going to happen to you are just worthless anyway. It's not even worth pursuing. Exactly. And so it's not going to be worth you to go after it. So I'm, I'm not a, saying that so I'm going to play devil's yeah. advocate really quick. Um, I'm just going to say, like, I, I'm aware half my pictures out there aren't registered. My favorite ones, I kind of, like, firewall a little bit behind, like, 500 picks, you know, with, you know, copyright protecting it, putting it under their license. But in, in the end all, I've had people using my pictures. A good friend of mine, I took a picture of him with a XT on a 50 millimeter way back in the day. And um, he's actually put it, used a promotional picture. And I really just want to go up and go, hey, I took that picture and stuff. But and I just kind of stood back and I'm like, you know, it's the picture being used. I took it without him asking me to take it. I, I took it, whatever. And I'm, I just sat back and I went, what the heck? Let him use the picture. It is what it is. You know, I wasn't in it for money in the first place. Why am I going to try to make more of it than I ever made of it in the first place? It's my art. It's being used. My watermark is still in the picture, even on Instagram. So, hey, well, there you I'm, go. I'm happy, you know. So, I, I, you know, it, it's, at some point, I think you got to learn where to fight your battles because everybody's like, oh, my pictures could be stolen. I'm going to fight a battle. And, you know, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. So, Zach, are you going to be the devil's advocate to Joss's devil's advocate? Is that like a double devil? Is this a no, double devil? Then I would be agreeing with you. Well, yeah, we oh, know that doesn't happen on the internet. Yeah, so. There's Never. a sound effect. There's a sound Except effect. Except for watermarking, apparently. Joe's a big advocate now. No, I leading did not say I was an advocate I, actually, I think of it. I said that you had a legal charge. recourse a by using discussion. it. <laughs> I'm leading the charge. Actually, uh... Jamie, you were. Uh, How do we have nobody commenting on our Facebook page about my epic rants right now? Because no, they're not, a, they're not epic. Because everybody's uh, having a bad Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> what have we learned uh, from Jamie that Tuesdays are the worst days in the entire Facebook? Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, well, speak, speaking of uh, Jamie and the worst ever, Jamie, you were having some issues with figuring out a watermark. Have you figured that out yet? Yeah, I want to drop a big f bomb right about now. <laughs> hey, you know what? I can't find a good-looking, non-obtrusive, effective watermark. I thought you were going to say designer, but okay. Hey, well, I mean, yeah. I, all I'm going to say is I'm, I'm kind of old school. It's why my Twitter handle is Analog Pilot, because I like doing things old-fashioned, but I actually watermark all my stuff. I know, Yeah, I do. Yeah, actually. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I, I, I sign all my emails with a pen. 
Um, but uh, but I, I actually watermark all my pictures in Picasso. It's the quickest way I can I, I manipulate each watermark specifically for each picture. Yeah, and you can um, do that in Lightroom, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I do it individually, so I'll make a tiny little one, and then I, yeah. I'll switch the font occasionally, so that way if some you know somebody tries to you know, it, it throws it. You know, I've I've had 15 different fonts for, and I've gone from Conti to Joshua to my Bat.me site under there, and, and a you don't feel that none of them take away from your work. You don't think? No, because I, I I'll blend them out. I'll blend them kind of into the picture. I'll find a spot to hide them where they're not obtrusive, mm -hmm. but they're close enough to where somebody wouldn't want to crop out that part. You know, some important part of the picture. Sometimes I just put it in the lower corner. You I, know, I, I, love, I, I guess I I'm the only guy the not worried about people stealing my stuff or care Zach, less about stealing. Is that face or a stretch? Because I couldn't. I was stretching. Sorry. Okay. But it was back I, days. I love working in post. It's I just, just my like thing. Photoshop, but. I'm I sure. couldn't put that much work into. Water. Yeah, that's that's way too much. I'm, I'm going to put it in the lower right hand corner. If anybody wants to steal my stuff, just do a crop up. It's fine. <laughs> square baby, square crop. Yeah. It's uh. And on this week's episode of S Stops here, we teach you how to steal photos. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, we teach you that it's okay because you guys don't have. Issues. All you got to do is square crop. Oh, come yep. on. And it's legal to do that in the UK to own that. That's right. Yeah, but make so <laughs> what you do is you download. All of our photos, then fly over to the UK, drop off the watermark. <laughs> hashtag them all. Hashtag them all with your name and a bunch of like you know Insta super. You know, I gotta picture. say, uh, I didn't realize hashtagging had had really. Um, it's ridiculous on Instagram the amount of. Oh yeah. I'm over. Use. I'm over hashtagging completely. I think. No. I, was, I, I just realized that today. Hashtag. Don't even. Don't even try to make sense in what you say. Just put everything started off with. That's it, Jamie. Your watermark should be a hashtag. <laughs> yes. We figured it out. <laughs> right over the front of the picture. Hashtag go. JMac. There you yeah. go. Hashtag, ha hashtag, good Lord. Hashtag <laughs> Olympus McDonald. There you yes. go. Yes. <laughs> that could be hash hashtag think tank for life. Because I'm trying to feel like, uh, hey. Think tank thug life. Uh, yes, I'm a big because that's what the homies are carrying all their gats and street walkers. That, that would I'm be pretty funny. You see, you see, I'm a, rolling a gang. my five D and my think tank. A gang Dude, member. If anybody from think tank is listening to this, I think we just gave you a great new well, ad campaign. I was really trying here a couple. Good lord, it was probably a month or two ago, I guess. Now, um, it was it was actually right before um, think tank started their big TTP. 13 contest that they're having yeah. going on right now uh so if have you won that yet i have not no but i have entered <laughs> twice at least it's uh the, uh, the hashtag ttp lucky 13 uh, mm -hmm. think tank's doing a big old uh contest over there they're actually up to round 10 i admire 13. tenacity i really do uh yeah t at least twice serious tenacity twice, yeah uh, and my goal is to come up with something that i think is hilarious every time i share but um they were doing it they did a contest right before this one where they were giving away one of their, um, actually, I think it was for the the uh, the four wheeled rolly one. That's mm -hmm. I'm forgetting what the name of it was. But um, I had uh, I was hoping I was trying to get uh, I guess sponsored by Think Tank to let me get four of their rolling bags and wear them like roller skates. Uh, oh, I I heard about this. <laughs> and go down a hill, but I never came to I, fruition. So. I will pay money to go see this in person and I'd love to be the person responsible for videotaping it. So we should I, I call it at least <laughs> So I think yeah, I think because um, this would be an awesome thing to have through glass, but you know. 
I really I, think I digress. Is, they're missing out on their on their alternative uses for for bags, roller skates. Uh, they could give them to gang members and allow them to um, house their. I'm gonna pop some bones on that. <laughs> so, yeah. And there goes the ridiculous ideas. So Love enter the contest. Um, yeah. <laughs> the rest of our our we're, news. We're not entering, so you can win. Mm. I'll, I'll times, just say I've... that, but I've entered a couple times. <laughs> it's okay. Actually, I really wanted very... to win round ten because they're giving, they're also giving away a um, yeah a three legged thing, Brian. And... Yeah, I would definitely like to win that over you, but you know, I, I'd rather I win that bag. I'm I'm very content with the pro that I've got right now. I've got a, a really it's lousy a side loader. I've um, entered every day, and we're putting together a separate room because I have too many bags as it is, <laughs> and I still want another bag. You should, just start you, you should sell two of those and buy a three-legged. Photographer problems. Photographer think problems. Think we just need to make a tough folder, but photographer problems. If anybody from Think Tank is listening, Thank you need listening, to come up. If you're listening, we need bags. No, we need bags for our bags. We need a bag bag. <laughs> The Think Tank bag bag. I just named it for you. You can have that. They need to start making closets. This <laughs> this has now turned closet. into the the meta episode. The Think Tank portable closet. Yep. Where you <laughs> like store it. your Think Tank bags in. It's, it's collapsible, closet. so you could take it on an airplane. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. Ship Everybody goes set it up like a pod. <laughs> yes. so, so talking speaking speaking about that. About who? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we should probably get back to, I don't know, the news. Kodak Kodak moved forward with their Chapter 11 bankruptcy process, which, you know, whatever. They're apparently going to end up becoming a printing company. Who didn't see that coming? uh, Yeah, because that worked so well for HP, by the way. Yeah. Just for those listening. (laughs) And that's a lot of sarcasm. Can't tell. The the odd thing is that... um, Kodak already sold off their online their online printing portion, which kind of yeah. threw me. So I don't know if they're just going commercial. I don't know what the plan is. Well, it's it the equivalent is... of uh, BlackBerry talking about how tablets will be dead in five years. <laughs> hoping that <laughs> to, if anybody saw that article, it's if it has that same feel to it, you know. Like, wait, what? Um, so yeah, so I think it's um, it's, it's telling. Interesting, it's telling the. the Fine. Very telling Thank for you. the average consumer because you've lost Walmart, you've lost Sears, you've lost Kodak. So you Target. have like Walgreens. I think Target does. Um, yeah, and Target's going down. So you have like Walgreens and maybe CVS that can actually do prints that aren't online anymore. Go local, so baby. I, local camera shops. Yeah, so I'm just saying outside of local camera shops, like the average consumer is going to have a lot less places to get prints. Now, granted, I understand the market for that is shrinking a little bit, but there will always be a market for printed stuff. Like there, you know, it can always be that important. So this is uh, where I'm, I'll get a this is where I'll get a little snobby and say that <laughs> maybe average joke just now. Maybe average hashtag I'm Zach you. doesn't like film disclaimer. No, yeah, it's not that at all. Uh, so <laughs> this past week, um, Impix uh, was doing a big sale where all of their eight by tens or bigger were half price. So yes, uh, so I ordered we we ordered a bunch from when we were down in in the Keys, the Florida Keys, and a bunch of photos I'd taken um, for around the house here, and we got the Fuji film black and white prints, and. Uh, I would I would have to say that 
absolutely blown out of the, the water how good they look from a printing standpoint and that if you are legitimately taking your work to Target to get printed to hang in your house or anywhere, good luck. With, You're wasting your money. Yeah, I mean... And that's fairly legit. It, 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 this is one of those cases where it's worth the money you spend. I mean, I, I, you're going to get gotten, some... I've gotten prints from MPIX's Pro site, and yeah. um, I, I actually joined it when I was looking at offering products from them, and I got like five or ten test 8x10s. And even on pictures I shot with an XT from like six years ago that I printed out, it, it, it was mind-blowing. I can totally agree with Zach. It was mind-blowing to look at and go... Why? Why did I ever even print home prints from? I haven't got my wife going to our local our local camera shop now because they they'll do bet, a way better job than you know it's worth paying a little bit more to to get local or get MPICs or somebody to do your prints. It's actually taking the time and using the right equipment. Hey Zach, did you yes. get um any of the ones that are the Fuji version of the metallic prints? I've yes. had I've actually <laughs> my local so shop does that. It's and, funny. Um, I actually that's what I will send to clients because with most of my packages, yes. I will. Well, I know um, that the Fuji process is different than the metallics that they were offering previously, and I've got a bunch of metallics yeah, actually. Yeah. That back there is a sixteen by twenty, I think, metallic. And um, nice. But I just want to know what their new Fuji process looks like because I've got a series of black and white landscapes I want to do with their new. They don't. Fuji. They don't have the shine uh, of the metallic, obviously, because it's it's not metal. But um, I mean, just the the contrast is so deep and rich, and and it's you can literally take two two shades of gray that are are separated by the tiniest little amount and see. You can see the gradation it's, there. It's it's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's it's absolutely stunning. And these were we were looking at these under. You know, really lousy lighting, and and so I would imagine that you know once we get them hung up in in rooms that are well lit, or or look at them in sunlight, or or something like that, it's it's really. I mean, it it sounds like I'm sitting here just kind of tooting the horn of Impex, but it's really. It's, you like what you like. It's well, it's it's not just that. It's no, they have a solid product. Yeah, and and photography is just one of those things, and and it's easy for us to sit here as photographers and say it time and time again, but it's just one of those things. That you absolutely get what you pay for. Exactly. If you're willing to get an eight by ten, blown up. So, prime example here. Uh, one of my clients that I uh, shoot on on a regular basis uh, for their child's first birthday, I put together a little collage uh, in Lightroom, and I sent it to Target or uh, to Rite Aid to be printed. And you know, it was fifty cents for the the print. It was like a uh, like a five by seven collage print or whatever and when I got it you could see it almost looked like they had layered the ink on top of each other <laughs> yeah Where there was Jeez. like there, there were distinguishable lines between wow. the color separation and the black and the white and it was just ridiculous it was absolutely ridiculous and I, I only did it because it was a it was an afterthought as we were on our way to the to the um to the party I thought I should probably get these printed out so we sent it to their one hour and now don't get me wrong the the film that I got developed at Rite Aid, that that didn't look half bad. Um, uh, it's but, but yeah, right. it's a different process, right? Yeah. Um, and they, they uh, Rite yeah, Aid, I believe, it, actually it, sends that off. And to be clear, I'm not necessarily saying that people shouldn't spend the money to go have that somewhere. I'm just saying that, like trying to get people to pay for professional photography, there is a huge education problem with 
the average consumer. And no, I'm not suggesting I know how to fix it, but I'm just saying that that's a big issue now because when you only have one or two crappy shots and then these great, you know, great places online to do stuff, how do you get those people to actually print your work online and spend a little bit of extra money? You bring two portfolios yep. with one that's stuff printed off from your local drugstore and then stuff you had done professionally at Impex or Bay Photo or something. Yeah. Yep. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I did. I did. Um, volunteered for my kids' school. They had like a daddy-daughter dance a while back, and um, I did the shooting for them. I put them on my site so they could order from there. But I also just gave them the disc, basically. You know, mm-hmm. I said, "Go ahead." You know, yeah. and I saw the pictures and I said, "Wow, let me show you what you'd have got if you next time you want to order through me." I said, "I can give you everything at my cost, whatever." Yep. And she was like, "Holy cow! I can't believe the difference in the pictures." I mean, hers were soft and mushy. And mine were crisp and sharp that come from uh, Impex. So, yeah, and yeah. And this was not that one. much. What's it's, that? It's not. It's not that much more expensive. Like, like no. legitimately, oh, no. it's it's really not. I mean, especially for small prints. I mean, right. You know, yeah. if you order in quantity, you pay the shipping. One, at least with Impex, it's one flat cost. I don't care if you're getting fifty pictures shipped or five pictures shipped. You know, for somebody like that, that's going to be ordering a hundred prints. You know, why not go with the better quality? You might have to wait an extra two days for it to show up. But, you know. But, and, and that's another thing, too, is their, their printing and shipping is pretty gosh darn quick. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is you get actual inspection process. Like, somebody actually signs yeah, off right. on looking at your pictures. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Emma. There's there's so much. <laughs> I know, right? No, but there, there's and, – and not just Empix, but other people too. You know, you can get another price here, stuff oh, yeah. and all that. But, uh, you know, I've had experience with Empix. And, you know, it, it's amazing what – I'll look at pictures that even on my computer didn't look completely clear. They print it out. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody just wiped a sharpening tool over it. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Well, and, So, and, yeah, sh- shout out to the people that print legitimately, you know. And and a, a prime example of this is um, because of that, that big sale that they were having, I um, – I had talked to a couple people at, at, that I work with and said, hey, you know, there's this big sale coming up. If you want to take advantage of it, let me know. I can um, I can either upload your stuff to my site and you can order them through there or you can just – They Impix was actually allowing people to sign up for – well, Zenfolio was actually allowing people to sign up for temporary accounts, like mm-hmm. demo accounts, just to print the photos out. Um and, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they were hoping that they would stay around because Zenfolio's base account isn't really that much, ex, you know, more expensive, and it's still unlimited uploading. Um, but, uh, but they took they they were one person in particular was a little concerned because their photographer had given them what she deemed as not high resolution shots. So I said, send me one of the photos. I'll take a look at it, uh, check the resolution and everything else. And um, the resolution was. Four thousand by six thousand, and I said, "You're fine for an eight by 10. I mean, that's it, you know, <laughs> yeah. If that's, and that's especially good. if you send it to well, somebody like a professional developing lab. Yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe some. Well, okay. So one of my clients wanted their stuff printed on water bottles for favors, and I can say this now because the wedding's over. Um, and I guess the printer there actually required three hundred DPI, which is probably I don't know, two to three times what Aperture normally defaults out of. Um, so it could be something about that. Because, I mean, you even do just a base, you know, JPEG at 300 dpi, you're tripling the file size. So, 
I mean, you got to put DPI into account too, not just like sheer resolution. Yeah, the, the 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 unknown thing too is is you know printing printing like a, a, a you know a a well edited raw image versus like a shot JPEG that's right. already been compressed and then compressed mm -hmm. again and then right. you know and then you then you compress it for web and then you decide to print the web version and yeah. Yeah, you know, all all that fun stuff in the middle. Well, shame on you for stealing photos. <laughs> um, but I can say also, uh, just a quick comparison here. Um, for four by six from Zenfolio, which prints through Impix, it's twenty nine cents plus shipping. For Target, it's nineteen cents if you pick it up, fifteen cents plus shipping if you if you get it shipped to your home. So for a mere seven cents extra plus shipping, like Jamie said, if you do it in bulk, it really kind of it's pennies really on the photo <laughs> you're getting not only the guarantee that somebody's looked at the photos and inspected it and made sure that it's good but you're also getting the 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 guarantee that the photo is going to last because yeah. i don't know if you've ever taken a look at pictures that you printed out on your own home printer or that you printed out at target after five six seven years but they it fade. really just yeah it, it starts to look bad so mm. so jamie what what did you shoot uh the the, what, the examples that you were talking about, was that all on Olympus or is that pre-Olympus days? I've never shot anything other than Olympus. <laughs> really? So they were, yeah. Okay, they so fine. Four-thirds or full frame? <laughs> I, I guess I need to preface that then. Uh, the micro four-thirds sensor is the same as the regular size four-thirds. So, again, same size face. sensor. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I swear, I just need to start having stuff I can throw. And this has been us. another episode of Joe Doesn't Do His Research. <laughs> No, that's uh. Well, I don't know that much about stuff. Maybe I should rent one. Nope, all Olympus cameras. Um, the one behind me back here was shot with the E3, which is a 10 megapixel. I've got 24 by 36s shot with that. That are mm -hmm. stupid sharp. They don't even make sense that they're that big and that sharp still. Um, I've got 16 by 24s. I saw a picture with the OMD that are the same way. You know, the resolutions there. So what's the resolution change of the OMD versus? The other one. Uh, the, the uh, is it more? I would. Oh yeah, it's more. It's. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to yeah. remember. I think it's 16 megapixel for the OMD. The okay. uh, the E3 was only 10. I, I yeah. saw uh, Tammy. Tammy put up a picture. I think she shot with an OMD of I think her husband, and that uh, was ridiculously sharp. Like no, I that was, was shot with that was shot with this. Oh, with that, which even more mind blowing than yeah, because that, <laughs> oh, that, really? that that image That's was the amazing. Point shoot? Yeah, it's the one that shoots raw and all that jazz. So that's the one she's been shooting. It was a black and white you saw, right? Josh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was shot with that camera. Uh, it's kind of mind blowing what those things are coming out with. I actually have an open invitation from her. We're probably going to meet up at uh, the Brevard Zoo at some point, and she's cool. got me mess with all her Olympus stuff. So <sighs> go have fun. I'm, I'm excited you. about that. <laughs> So, up oh, photobomb. Yay! Uh, and, and, and speaking of Olympus, Jimmy, didn't you want to mention something about uh, the ability to borrow, perhaps? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I don't know if any of the, the viewers or listeners out there have used borrow lenses in the past or if they're familiar with who borrow lenses is. Um, if you need awesome. any kind of photography <laughs> equipment, just swing over to borrowlenses.com. This isn't really a paid advertisement for them, but they just seem to be a really cool company, so we figured we'd throw this out there. Um, they have a deal right now for this week only, so we're like about halfway through the week, so you better hurry on it. But if you use the promo code BLDOW, 
as uh, Zach would say, it's like blow with a D in it. <laughs> oh my God! I'm not gonna touch it, but uh... and they're never going to ask ask us to do it. Hey, it's their own fault. Maybe they could pick a better coupon oh, code Jesus. next time. Yeah. You can get a twenty five percent off a rental of the Olympus OMD EM5. It's you know, well, of course, you know, I'm gonna say it's a killer camera. Yeah, I was about to say, and Jamie can probably mention that he loves it. So it uh, I, I... comes out to what, like sixty three bucks for the week. By the way, BLDOW is. Borrow Lenses Deal of the Week. There you go. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> or, in case you guys didn't put... I mean, I realize not, it's not rocket surgery here, but... Yeah. Rocket surgery. That's a new one. Big so we'll actually, new one. We will actually... Yeah. We'll post... That's, that's actually the only thing we have in our show notes this week uh, to post <laughs> for an external link. So we'll put that up there if anybody's interested. So I was actually going I, to I have rent... To, I have to issue a disclaimer... Um, I'm, I'm a rentjournals.com lifer. Oh, oh, okay. So I was like on the rocket surgery. Are they running any deals this week? They they aren't, but they're usually cheaper than borrow lenses if you do price oh, comparison boy. for four day rentals. Where's my coupon code, Josh? You don't even need one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, they they've been all I can say is they've they've been really good to me, and I've never had a bad experience with them. They've given me time extensions. I've bought used gear from them. Never had a bad experience with it. So, what can I say? You know, I, I love, yeah, I love, I mean, awesome hey. love to borrow lenses too. You know, but that's yeah. that's my experience. You know. Okay, so I'm the Canon guy with the low pro bag. I don't have Olympus. I don't have Olympus either. What, exactly. kind of <laughs> what kind of strap do you use? I use a Joby UltraFit mm. sling strap. I love it to death. I used Boy, it away. We are a ragtag group, aren't we? We really yeah. are a ragtag group. I am so sorry. All you're the like sponsors are you're, like you're like a photography <laughs> hobo. <laughs> I, I really am. You no, well he's, okay, hold on. He's not. On a, because on if he was a hobo, a he would be using the 5D strap and he would have or it around shoelaces. his neck. You need or shoelaces. shoelaces. No, he would, he would have it on a, in a bag that was stuck on a stick over his shoulder. Oh and, my, and my tripod would be a two-legged thing. Apologies to all hobos that listen to this show. <laughs> that have Wi-Fi on their trains. Hey, uh, trains are very advanced now. Yeah, I take one to and from work every day, and I have to go run and get one in nine minutes. So, Zach, speaking of which, um, Zach, weren't you planning on shooting a uh, shooting with a, a four-thirds? I was, yes. I, I actually I'm I'm doing a budget wedding in August and I've thought about um, strapping on a Canon SL1 with a 40 millimeter lens and shooting video uh, random video spots during the wedding while I do strolls. Yeah. Just cool. just for the just for the heck of it, I, I figure you know if if you know if I don't end up like experimenting with you know <laughs> an Olympus or a Fuji or something. But. Well, I mean, I'm sure you can probably ask you know Jamie to borrow one. <laughs> he probably uses them as like bookends at this point in time. So. He, he, he ship one out one of his spare oh, bags. He's like, smash. Yeah, let me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I was, um, oh, I got, I got something for that. <laughs> I was going to. Uh, I was going to to rent. Um, actually, I was going to rent a couple of things because uh, I have a bridal shoot this weekend. We're doing uh, uh, glam the dress. Nice. This, this weekend in Blacksburg, Virginia, it's going to be uh, my wife and two of her friends, uh, who are all. Former brides, married. Sorry, gents, they're they're accounted for. Um, but uh, 
I realized That's that not I would what have I was to... tilting my head for, but okay. I realized I would have to return <laughs> the stuff while I was in Vegas, and I would probably have wanted to keep it while I was out there, and uh, just couldn't justify the price because the shoot's actually yeah. free. So maybe oh, next yeah. time. So, so what exactly are you doing for Glam the Dress session? Because I'm not familiar. Well, with it's it. it's like a. Um... And I'm surprised you're using Glam the Dress in a in a phrase, but you know it's just. Me. Well, it's so it it is actually a term. It's like a. Um... Trash the dress, which is the opposite. Right. I would imagine. Right. So yeah. The, we make it nature. rain diamonds. Boom. <laughs> I'll let you guys finish. <laughs> Sorry. I want to say something about it. I'm getting, I'm getting tired. My apologies. <laughs> I promise to be in a better mood next week. I Are swear. you done? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I really am. I promise. <laughs> so it's like a trash the dress, except the dress doesn't get ruined. Hence you make it glamorous and not trashy. Very cool. I actually With like that. What? I Razor blades? Cool. I mean, what? So in a trash the dress, <laughs> the bride typically ends up getting dirty or jumping in the water, muddy. So, exactly. So she... Runs into the ocean. You know, jumps right. into a lake. So what? She yeah. stands in the water with it hiked up around her. No, no, no. she gets it wet. <laughs> well, there won't be any. There won't be any water. Wow. <laughs> oh, going to run through the. I can't believe I just walked into that. I can't believe I just walked into that. And there we go. It's going to mute Joe. Um, <laughs> no, no, seriously, uh, I, I get the trash the dress concept. So glamming so just, the dress is just it's a way for so, so it's it's essentially bridal portraits. It's it's a way for the for the bride to get pictures done with her dress all made up, all done up, hair and everything else done, where she's not under the stress of the wedding day. She's not under gotcha. the pressure of having to show up and be somewhere at a specific time. She, it can also be done in a location that they didn't. So like my wife and I got married in Pittsburgh and um, she really, you know, we had, we had really talked about wanting to get married uh, where we both went to college, but just because of relatives and, and the long travel for everything, we couldn't do that. So this gives us an opportunity to go down there, have her get the photos taken, you know, where, where we went, we're going to try to get into um, the stadium and get some pictures taken there, you know, kind of stuff like awesome. that. So, yeah. so, but at the end of the day, she can then put the dress back in the bag and it's preserved and she doesn't have to worry about it being yeah. ruined. So. I like the concept. I don't like the name. Sorry. Yeah, I know. It is yeah, kind of so goofy. That is totally different than Trash the Dress in my opinion. How about Zach I the still Dress? Think... Zach the Dress? No, I, I like you, don't want me to, you don't want me to the dress. So how does he not get muted? Because I control the podcast, Joe. Uh, on, a, on a very serious note, um, I've got to agree with Zach. I, I was making making a little fun there but I, I had a friend who did who did that after a wedding I think a couple months after and the picture she got from there uh, I think she would agree that they were almost better and even cooler than the ones that kind of you know had to almost you know dare I say rush through on the wedding day um, right so, yeah, no, yeah. Absolutely. I so it, it's, it's a very cool idea I've, I've wanted to do one myself I just it also allows them to like a lot of what we're doing is is stuff that um, you wouldn't traditionally find in a wedding shoot. So, you know, uh, a bride that might normally wear heels can wear cowboy boots or fun hats and stuff. Or like wear that. hair or down. Or go to a stadium. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's it's just kind of a way for – it's a way for them to – it's a way for a bride to make use of but not destroy the thousands of dollars worth of money she put into a wedding dress. So, Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. So, well, I guess we're probably winding down here. I know Joe's got to catch a train as usual. 
Um, so, gents, do we have any last minute things here? Um, I actually do. Uh, I won't be here next week. Oh wow! Um, I will be in Las Vegas. Fabulous Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> Take care. Hopefully, you make it out. Yeah. Um, I might actually try to do uh, like a five minute call in, depending on where we're at and if I can get reception. And how drunk um, you are. <laughs> or how fact. much money you haven't or have won. Also, fact. Um, so, I'm going to have to. I'm glad we talked about the hobos with the white line and trains. It's going to be weird to try and figure out. <laughs> It'll be weird to try and figure out the time while I'm out there, too. So. Oh, come on. It's an hour behind me. No, it's no, weird in yeah. gnome time. <clears throat> It's desert time. Elven. It's yeah. Elf. So for everybody listening at home, Zach doesn't like leaving the eastern seaboard because then his time him. zones change and he gets freaked out. So it's, it's draining on the human body as well. Yeah. Says the okay. guy that owns a rocket ship. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. Owns a rocket. Also, we have cooler stuff out here. So, um, so uh, yeah. So um, the show will will hopefully still be going on. Um, yeah, it will be. Then uh, we'll be delayed a little bit on the audio uh, just until I can get home and post the the um, the cut from the the video next week. So uh, so yeah, that'll be it. Anybody else have anything? Any closing points? Um, I just want to say uh, I saw a couple interesting things. Uh, Zacharias and a couple other people were putting up some stuff about creativity today, and um, I, I really want if anybody's listening, anybody's on the verge about you know getting a camera about to, you know, what do I do with this camera? Just get out and shoot, you know, get out there. Don't make excuses. Don't make complaints. Don't say, Hey, you know, I'm not getting anywhere. The decisions you make are the decisions that will decide where you go with it. And if you're going to sit back and, and hope something shows up, you know, just go out and do stuff, do stuff for whatever, charge whatever you want, do whatever you want. Just do something, get out there, get creative, go take a walk in a forest, you know, be spectacular in your, in your own way. Yeah, it's a, yeah, oh, definitely prefer you charge something, but you know, yeah. but you know, but it, does, it doesn't time. always happen. It doesn't exactly. always happen, and there's you know professional courtesy. So I'm not saying you know, uh, yeah, always I'm, always charge. But. I'm I'm talking in general to the very general public. You know, just just go out there and and yeah. pick up your camera, pick up your iPhone, shoot something. Don't don't let don't let these these new laws coming out and stuff make you hide under a rock or anything. You know, or us for that matter. Yeah, or yeah, or us. <laughs> yeah, don't let us scare you. <laughs> But yeah, go out, go out and do something with your with your camera, whatever it is, and, and enjoy it. That's that's my word of advice for the day. I think on the same note as that, I know earlier we had talked about um, a potential topic being, you know, what do you do to keep inspired? And uh, kind of on that same note, I want to make an open invitation and offer to anybody who's interested, if they if we can get like a little thread going here on the Facebook page, I'd like to start like a collaborative project. Um, Another photographer and good friend of mine, Tammy Lee Bradley, she likes to do awesome. these collaborative projects, you know. She's got one going right now with a few people in the U.K. They just fire photos back and forth. And um, something that I think would be kind of fun is I kind of want to get as many people as I can involved, and we all spend, like, one or two days just shooting just black and white. And I don't care what you shoot, if it's landscapes or portraits or mushrooms or your kids, whatever, you know, just uh, stick with like one uh, format, which would be black and white and everybody share their work, you know, for a couple of days. And then uh, maybe the next week we pick a different subject in a different format and a different style of shooting and, and do that just as a way to keep people inspired and to, to motivate awesome, them to get out and try something different. Should I be worried that you put mushroom and kids in the same yeah. like, thought process? <laughs> 
Actually, I have both. So there you go. He encourages us to shoot kids. <laughs> Just want to put that out. There. Oh my god. Okay, Joe, so any party words from you, Joe? Uh, sorry if I was cranky today, everybody. But uh, uh, as you can tell, I'm a very passionate person about passionate cranky. stuff. So passionate like about passion. And, and who's who actually put out a very legitimate blog post with some amazing film shots. Oh, thank you. Yeah, those yes. came out really well. Those, so I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed. Ah. Yeah, I know Zach doesn't is not impressed about film, but we'll see what happens uh, with his next role and his role yeah, after that. I gotta, I actually and then get maybe that a developed. couple more roles. Yeah, I gotta get that developed. So I think I'll drop that off at Ready Josh, tomorrow. Josh, it's happening. It's happening. So yes. like, Don't forget I'll drop one of those. So I can get those back when I maybe when I get back from Las Vegas, Instagram them, <laughs> but only in the Instagram. UK. Um, also, real quick, just before we finish up here, I uh, I apologize to um, Sam Reet and Austin Divine who left us comments on the YouTube video. We don't uh, really monitor that. Uh, we probably, yeah. we probably should in the future. We, we, we try, um, but it's it's much easier to get us through honest. Facebook. Yeah. Um, so, but thanks for subscribing. Yes, definitely. We yes. appreciate yeah. it. Even so, um, subscribing and watching, we do appreciate it. We absolutely yes. do. So, thanks for tuning in and listening this week. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, make sure to tell your friends, subscribe, and if you feel like it, give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. We have had a couple. It's been great. Um, so, uh, we thank everybody for, for tuning in. Uh, for myself, for Joe, Jamie, and Josh, uh, you've been listening to the F Stop Here podcast. Thanks, and we will see you next week. Bye.